What's going on, everyone? It is your boys from Melbourne, and now we are back for our news edition of the official NBA Beancast, where we discuss the current goings-on of the fantastic sporting organisation that is the NBA. Uh, yeah, we've got a fun one for you guys. There's a lot that happened in the news, and since we missed an episode, a uh, pair of episodes last week, we have a bit of a bit of extra news. Um, and so maybe it'll be a bit of jumping through the timeline, but anyway, it's a good one. And to get us started, we have trivia as usual. Um, and this is uh, one that I, a trivia that I like. Um, a bit of a statistical one, but kind of more an achievement. Um, I like it. Since since stats were digitalized, so it's since ninety six, ninety seven. Um, who has the most twenty point quarters in a single season? Whole single play like like a player one yes. season uh top five top five and extra points if you can name the year that they did it so we're going top five yeah all right Clay um, Thompson. steph 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 curry 2016 steph curry 2016 he had 11 steph curry 2015 <laughs> no, uh, no, he can't no. be 2015 <laughs> yeah he didn't have enough ppgs um yeah. all right uh this KD is a 2014 one. yeah that was no. my next guess no. okay I feel like because this has come up, someone's done it this year. They I'm have. assuming Mike would have done it at some point. Jimmy H. James Harden. Jimmy H. Jimmy H. Jimmy H. Jimmy, I and feel like it would be Jimmy well. H first What about quarters? James Harden 2018-19 um, as well? He, that's, this is wow. his only appearance in the list. Wow. Uh, there's another player that makes two appearances in the top five. Um, so James Wait, Harden Jeffrey? this year. Is it? No, no, no. Kobe. 96-97. Kobe. Kobe, Kobe twice. In Kobe. let's go, oh six, and oh and when else do you do heaps? Oh seven, oh, eight. yeah, oh six and oh seven. Both yeah. years he had seven. Yeah, because he did Wait, 35, is it 07, 08? 06. No, uh, it would have been oh seven oh eight. Was it the year he won his MVP? Oh five oh six. It was oh five oh six and oh six oh seven. No, he didn't get the okay. MVP. Um, then he 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 got his MVP when he averaged like twenty seven a game or something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, in like two thousand eight. That's crazy. Wasn't it? There is one All right, more so player we got, on the list. We have one more. Okay. Um, this, this is good. Okay. Yeah. I like this. All right. Um, so it's not Clay confirmed. No. I feel like it's not, not Clay because he just has those crazy outbursts from. Nowhere. Who did um, you say, Kaz? I said it's Tracy not McGrady. T Mac. No, no. Mello. Right, no. Jeffrey. Not not Jeffrey. Not Again, Jeffrey. Since ninety six, ninety seven. So. Since oh, I thought you said eighty. I thought you said eighty. Uh, no, um, no, since it was digitized, so yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Jeffrey did play then. He just wasn't scoring. Oh, hold on, as much hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Carmelo Anthony. Not Mello. Not oh, Mello. I already guessed Mello. Um, did you? Oh, oh this yeah. is a good yeah. one. This um, is a good one. <laughs> are we on, are we on play? the right track? Or? You're really not. You're really not. Oh, holy, holy. This All right, what position did he play, Praddy? 2014, specifically Does he June. Play? Boris Does Dale. he play? Would be correct. Oh, yes. he's a current player. Yeah. Wait, what? Oh. Current player? Holy. Happened in the last LeBron five years. Je- it's, it's not LeBron, right? Yeah. It wouldn't be LeBron. No, nah, hell's nah. He's um, not a scorer. Like score for score, happy. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, no, it wouldn't be Giannis. 
No. Not this year. Of course. Yeah. Kawhi? No. They not, still not even play- Kawhi. God Hold damn. on. They're still playing. They're still it, playing. It's not a surprise that they're still playing. What the they're hell? fairly young. Luka, Luka Doncic. <laughs> no, not Luka. Trey Young. If it's Trey Young, we're calling it's not it right Trey now. Young. It's Thank not God, Trey we're Young. not calling it. Devin Booker. Devin Booker, 2016, 2017. Cool. He had Good six. That, and that was the next one. Hold on. In, so was, who, who's number one? Like, what's the most? Steph Curry. 11. How many was it? 11. 11 20-point quarters. In so a you're telling season. me this man had a 12.5% chance, thereabouts, of putting 20 on your head in one <laughs> quarter. That's ridiculous. That is, uh, that's actually crazy. That's actually crazy. Steph Curry, man, he just blows up and you can't do much about it. Man, I, I can't it. wait. Arguably wait the greatest offensive season of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Um... All right, guys, we that's, can jump straight into one, the news Patty. from there. Um, the most important thing that happened over the last two weeks uh, was the bo- uh, the Bucks by- boycotting Game 5 in the wake of the uh, Jacob Blake shooting. Um, nothing much in terms of takes or anything from that, but just very good uh, decision to do uh, to make by the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Very good uh, statements coming out afterwards. Very happy with what the NBA is doing. I was saying towards the... Uh, um, where, towards the NBA resume, actually, that I I felt that it's, and I guess some players have started to feel it as well. It's like, at the end of the day, the NBA product is the is the basketball that's being played, and no one what like even if there's a lot of social media and statements being made around that, I feel like it's hard to make a statement constantly about, you know, Black Lives Matter and or and the police brutality happening. Um, it's like, at the end of the day. Like, even if all that's around it, no one's really paying attention until I think J.R. Smith, surprisingly, had a really good statement where he said, if you can't, if you don't want to hear us, then you don't get to see us. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's the it's NBA. Point. Like, it, it's entertainment and people will just focus on the entertainment, not on the statements around it. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. But I also think that's where it's, it's good that the players came out and eventually um, got together and they're ultimately, obviously... A whole lot of decisions were made, and their one of their priority um, decisions was that to get um, you know a line of communication with people who can make these big decisions. Yeah. So I, I think you're completely right as well. It's not up the pl- up to the players to to do anything um, in terms of making the change. They're just the ones in a position where they can ask for the change or implore for the change, which they are doing, which is very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, something that's a bit of hot news right now, and I think would be perfect to start things off, ESPN reporting that Giannis is questionable for game four with an ankle sprain, guys, is this news? Yes, it just shows that Giannis is going down the exact same path as one LeBron (laughs) James. I mean, he's starting early, he's starting early. Yeah, I mean, it's news for if they are any chance of winning a game, let alone coming back in the series. But no, like he looked visibly frustrated from it in game three. But I mean, obviously, if he played the game out, it's not a terrible injury. So not news. I mean, not, not news in in that in that sense, but yeah. okay, okay. Short term, uh, short term, obviously, long term. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the other thing, I guess, this is yeah, uh, this, this isn't actually on the list, but guys, the NBA has essentially gotten rid of all Corona 
from the from the NBA bubble. There are no cases. There have been no cases. There are still no cases. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking I'll about this. A, the yeah, the I'll NBA use. bubble was like one of the safest places in America. Yeah, Disneyland and it's in Florida as well. It is in Florida, Disneyland. which is still yeah, exactly. like going insane. I think it just goes to show that if you do listen to rules implemented <laughs> and wear your mask when you should, yes, it will go away. <laughs> thank you for listening, Victoria. <laughs> thank, thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yikes. No, we, um, we did say we did say that. Well, I, I said that if they keep going the way they're going, the odds of finishing the season are quite good, but it could still end. All it takes is one person. But it does, as you said, seems to be that they are all listening and that the measures that Adam Silver and the NBA put in place are quite good. So, What I will bring up about uh, in regards to this, obviously um, families and friends have started being allowed into the NBA bubble, but uh, Mike Malone and Doc Rivers as well, were coming out and talking. And Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni was it? Sorry, my mistake. Coming out and talking about the fact that you know referees even get their uh, get one guest coming in. Obviously, the NBA players have their entire families there and everything, and yet the coaches have not seen their families in about six months or something like that, or four months. Yeah, that's. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see this story, but that's that's pretty um pretty poor to be honest. I didn't um, realize the refs could. The refs and the, were, the refs the, like were the coaches couldn't. I mean, at at the end of the day, like everybody's there at their free will, but like at the same time, if you're gonna allow a bunch of people there to see, you know, at least, you know, one person or members of their family, I feel like it's yeah, that's that's not good, not a good look at all. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's the whole oh yeah, they're older, like they don't have well, most of them presumably won't have young kids but still like at the same time that doesn't take anything away i think it's that's pretty poor to be fair i think even if they don't yeah i like, think they should have le- yep, sorry, even if they continue. don't have young kids why not allow their wi- their wives or spouses in yeah yeah exactly yeah i agree what? especially 100%. the especially the playoffs like <clears throat> when you win a championship it's it's not like the five or you know ten guys on the roster it's the whole organization like it's, it's everybody to do with that yeah. So, I think yeah, I think that is pretty poor because I I remember hearing that they were only allowing one executive from every team in initially, and Toronto were saying, "Well, no, we want two. Like, we want our general manager and you know, like our president owner in." So, yeah, I don't know. I think as long as everybody's clear in quarantine, there's no outbreaks, there's no positive tests. I don't. I think that they mm. should definitely be allowed at least yeah. one person. Like that's that's uh, crazy. Um. All right. Well, moving right along, guys. Uh. Well, this is a whole bunch of awards, but Clippers. The Clippers. Montrez Harrell won uh, the NBA Sixth Man of the Year. Um. Grizzlies. Jamal Morant won Rookie of the Year. No one else thought anyone else was going to get it. Um. I believe Giannis- he didn't get unanimous. Yeah, uh, no, it was 99 out of 100. Yeah, one vote. What the? <laughs> uh, Who voted for Zion? Ramona <laughs> Shelburne, I don't know. Um, the Bucks' Giannis Antetokounmpo <laughs> wins uh, NBA Defense Player of the Year, and Brandon Ingram of the New Orleans Pelicans has won the Most Improved Player. Sir, any thoughts, guys? Any thoughts on this? No, I'm all pretty expected. Yeah, I think six men was... It's kind of a toss-up, because... I mean, obviously, there's the argument for Schroeder, but then, I mean, the man's playing 31 minutes a game off the bench as well. Well, so, isn't Harold playing about the same? 
twenty twenty. Also, but yeah, and also why you could go why are Trez and why are Trez and um, Lou Williams on the same award for the six man? How can you have two <laughs> six men? Because the the criteria for a lot of these awards are stupid. Yeah, like, I mean, being able to win most improved player. Not in <laughs> it should have been season. Luca, but also... yeah, but like, but also the fact that Brandon Ingram's a number two pick is he not meant to be good? Like, yeah, it's it's weird. I think we can agree. But like, there's a whole yeah, lot overall of... no objections. I I think I think like if Schroeder won, everyone would say yeah he deserves it. Trez wins, everyone goes well yeah he deserved it. Like it, the voting reflected that it, it was quite close. So yeah. Um... Hey Bill, shout out Montrez Harrell, man. Shout out the um the Eureka fantasy basketball chat. What was our what was that? Just had to get that in there. Remember. <laughs> um All right, I just I had to get that in there. Name was, but yeah. Get in there, Trez. <laughs> um, alright guys, there's a couple of uh, there's a you know few headlines here in regards to the uh coaching guys. Remember we mentioned that the uh annual coaching um culling Cull. had begun. And um when previously we we started this, uh the um the Indiana Pacers had extended Nate McMillan. They actually decided to fire him. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. I, I'm not going to say I, I... I didn't say I called it because I thought they would stick with him. You, because you just wanted it. Yeah, you, you wanted but it. But he's yeah. gone. Very good for the Indiana yeah. Pacers. Um, I, I think that they can finally start to make move forwards from here. Um, but it's just very strange. I don't know why they would extend him and then fire him. Why not? Like they had yeah, a one contract either way. The mo- like the best thing you could do is just wait out that first round and then say, okay, yeah. if the decision was going to be uh, resting on that, then we could just wait it out. Yeah. What, what doesn't make sense to me is that obviously what what they achieved during the season warranted an extension. Like they, we we said this a few weeks ago. Like they they probably weren't good enough to be a five seed in the end. But, like, if you get the results, then you obviously get the players and the coach, number one, get the credit. But then you're completely right. If if you're expecting more out of him, then why not just say, well, you know, we, we want you to at least compete against the Miami Heat in the first round. And then, yeah, of course, you, you've earned your extension. Well, why- or why would you extend him before? Yeah, why would you extend him before he does what you want him to do to get the extension? Yeah, it, that that to me is just a, a terrible front office um, decision. Just on the front that like he's clearly ticked boxes to receive the extension, but then like what two three weeks yeah, later he... you backflip and say, "Well, actually, no, I <laughs> I don't." To me, that just screams like bad bad front office, re- regardless of the situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, um, I, yep. The Indiana Pacers. I hope that they get someone who can take them forwards. I think they were saying that they're looking at. Um, who, who did they say? Actually, no, sorry, it was the next thing that we'll talk about soon. But, um, yeah. On the other end of things, guys, a very successful team from the from last year's off season, the uh, the Brooklyn Nets hired a first time coach, a rookie coach in Steve Nash. Um, he's been working around with the Warriors as a bit of a council sort of thing for a while, and now he's got his first coaching gig. What do you guys think? Well, um, as you said, very he, surprised. He spent a lot of time. Yeah, I mean, I was very surprised too. But then I was hearing um, he he had been um, with the Warriors, as you said, like in a 
like obviously like helping develop guys, but then also I think being in like a mentor role is kind of a great pathway. Like, especially if you're an NBA player, like it's, it's kind of hard to get into the coaching thing quickly, unless you are sort of thrown in, in this sense, like, um, Steve Nash was, um, Mm. but he does like, he obviously has a connection with Kevin Durant because he was at Golden State. And then, Obviously, KD telling, I'm assuming, presumably, um, the the Nets front office that, hey, um, this guy could be a good coach. But then, obviously, we, we don't know what he is. I mean, he's an incredibly smart basketball player, number one. Obviously, quite a level-headed, knowledgeable guy as well. And then, obviously, the personality that Kevin Durant is... If he can be on good terms with KD, to me, that just seems like it could be very good. Whether he's experienced or not, I don't really think it's going to matter for Brooklyn, especially for the time being, the team they have. I think the team will sort of figure itself out. It's, it's too good. It's going to be too good if, if KD's anywhere near um, what he was. But yeah, it was, it's a bit out of the blue. I'll say that for sure. Yeah, I had... I... <laughs> I, I was shocked when I saw the news. I was like, whoa. They had Steve. Yeah. But yeah, when when I thought about it, I was like, he'd been consulting for Golden State. He's worked with KD before. And I think, um, I, I don't know if you can find a coach in the league that will actually get along with Kyrie on an extended basis. But at least if he gets along with KD, he's familiar with KD. He's halfway KD can there. vouch for the fact that... <laughs> yeah. yeah, KD can vouch for the fact that he's actually like he actually knows what he's doing then yeah like at least you're somewhere with one of your players as opposed to you know just hiring the same one of the same rotisserie of coaches all over again like you know tom thibodeau tyron lu whoever and just expecting different results well here's like, the thing um i i think of the last what four years maybe five years even well obviously the warriors first championship steve kerr rookie coach um nick curse at yeah. least in the nba level rookie coach he no um steve a, kerr had actually he'd well, at least steve kerr had some fo experience before been, yes he had been the gm yeah he'd never yeah. Been a coach um yeah. i think even steve nash has been a uh, been a front been in the front office at some point though um has he I feel like my has. only my only takeaway from this for Brooklyn is what's happening to um Yark Vaughn. Obviously, coached Brooklyn incredibly. I know they got fairly smacked by Toronto, but let's be frank, they were missing arguably their five six best players aside <laughs> from Karis Levert. I think he did an incredible job, and I I yeah, no news from um him, but I at least hope that Brooklyn, you know, might even look to keep him on as an assistant or, or something. I think he more than proved his worth. Because we were sort of just saying, Yeah, Brooklyn, oh, they're not they're not taking anybody in, they're just gonna get walked over and they were Oh, quite, he's the assistant head coach decent. for Brooklyn Bill. Yeah, so they were they they fought they fought. That's what I'll say. For yeah, them. that's yeah yeah. He he got him <laughs> going, even though it was a, it was essentially a team of of nobodies and Karis Levert. So <laughs> I think he yeah, it just feels bad for him, but yeah. Um. Well, that just brings it brings us to the end of the uh, major headlines right now. We obviously will talk more about the current playoffs uh, playoff picture on Wednesday. Um. So keep an eye out for that, but. 
that that brings us to the end of the episode so thank you guys for listening we are on all social media on instagram at nba beancast on twitter at nba beancast and on youtube at nba beancast so when the video is working we are there as well have a listen have a watch whatever you like um and thank you very much for listening to another edition of the official nba beancast and we'll catch you in the next one john horse please fire my boot and holes off